0: This is how we do. We make a moving like a fool while we're up in the uh, This is how we do. Nobody do, do it like a dude. So we love love. This is how we do. We, do. we make a moving like a fool while we're up in club. This
1: yeah. is how we do. Say what? to do
0: it like we do it. So so, so so love. Yo.
1: Oh, did I do that? <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Give
0: mm-hmm.
1: it
0: to you mm-hmm. just how you like it, girl. go. Oh, oh, you came got a fresh out
1: the go. two, with G on the high Welcome, 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 welcome to another edition of the Real Sports Show. <laughs> I'm your host tonight, Mark, aka The Vet, and I got my other host, DJ Curry in the building, y'all. Yo, yo, yo. That's right, y'all. DJ Curry's in the building tonight, y'all, and tomorrow morning, everybody. How y'all feeling out there? What's up, DJ?
0: Yeah,
1: what's going on, brother? You know, same old, same old. We on quarantine still. It's been over three months, man, since we've been on quarantine, man, and we still in here rocking the elections and rocking the show.
0: Yep, yep, yep.
1: Can't slow us down, can't stop us, won't stop us, you know what I mean? We still bad boy in it. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Diddy, y'all. Shout out to Diddy. (laughs) Hey, man, let's get into this show, man, you know. You know how it is, man. Andy Dalton just got released today from the Cincinnati Bengals, even though I kind of seen that coming.
0: Yeah, that you know, wasn't a surprise. That was not a
1: surprise at all. No, nah, I don't think that was going to be a surprise. But I think that, I mean, honestly, it wasn't as shocking to me, but I would have at least thought they would have gave him, a you know, a chance to either fight for his job or at least give him a chance to coach the young boy that's coming in to replace him, which is Joe Burrow.
0: Well, like I said, before the draft and everything, we already knew that Joe Burrow was going to be the number one pick. We already knew that. Right, right. So we already knew that. As soon as they were going to select him, Andy Dalton had the short end of the stick. He was going to be running. And that's exactly what happened.
1: Well, I well I agree with that.
0: But it would have been smart for them to keep him and let him be like a mentor to right. Joe Burrow. So let him, you know, learn under Andy Dalton, since Andy Dalton has been a productive quarterback in his career.
1: He has been.
0: But they didn't give him that chance. So they're just going to run out the front. They're just going to run out the gate with Joe Burrow as the starting quarterback.
1: But you know what, though? But Joe Burrow is not going to have a relationship with A.J. Green. Like, you know, they're not going to be in off-season workouts plans. You know what I mean? They're probably going over schemes, maneuvers, and stuff like that on a tablet and things in that nature, though. But for right now, you got to think. Are they going to really have that qb wide receiver relationship in their first year? And the answer to that is probably going to be no, not this year. I'm thinking next year, once this pandemic cries down a little bit, yeah, I say cries down a little bit and goes kind of a little bit away and we start shifting back to a little bit of normalcy, I think they can have that quarterback relationship. But for right now,
0: I don't think that. It's a possibility. But not saying that it will happen, We, we never know. But at the same time... It's gonna, matter of fact, it's gonna, it's basically like a disadvantage for all the teams to be honest.
1: It is, it is.
0: You got to learn the playbook, but how you the thing is how you going to access the playbooks? Are they going to do it like you know through the technology of how you know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. how how are these players going to get the playbooks, especially the rookies? Right, right.
1: Now there are now there are some teams that are out there where a lot of teams right now or I should say all the teams right now are basically doing their um you know their uh Zoom classes online and stuff like that they're zooming each other though trying to learn each other uh trying to learn each other a little bit more better they got quarterbacks in the rooms talking to each other you got uh quarterback coaches in there talking on Zoom to their quarterbacks trying to break down the system to them while they're online. So it's basically like an online class that you're taking on how to be a better quarterback, how to be a better wide receiver, how to be a better defensive end, how to be better at this point, how to be better at that point. So this will really test your knowledge. I think, you know what? I was thinking about this earlier too. This is going to be the time frame to really say, Can everybody come together and read a defense? Can you read an offense? This is the pandemic that, you know, this pandemic is going to change a lot of different things and how we're doing business now. So in my personal opinion, I think that, you know, now you have to really see, can you really read a defense on film? Can you really study a defense on film? Are you really doing your homework? Because once this season starts and once we get back into training camp, once we start doing everything we need to do to get the season and the ball rolling, you know, are you going to be able to read that defense coming in? Are you going to be able to read the offense that's coming in? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is one of the time frames where you're going to have to read defenders, learn defenders, learn what they do, learn how they eat on offense. You know what I mean? Learn how the Ezekiel Elliott really gets free on an offensive line. Learn how th- um, different things come about on their defense, learn how quarterbacks read, you know, on defense. You know mm-hmm. what
0: I mean? Yeah, I understand that.
1: So, what's your take on it?
0: I mean, it's really – honestly, I agree with you 100%. percent hmm But it also – this gives them the time to see just, like, for example, Dwayne Haskins, they said that even though, you know, he has a whole new offensive scheme and everything, they said through the classes and stuff that they're taking now, they said he's pretty much grasping the offense. Right. Which is a good sign. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Gets to sit there and actually, you know, go map out whether it's through Zoom, Skype, whatever. Right. sit out there and he can actually go through whatever plays or playbook or whatever he has with the coaches and he can dissect what he needs to do, what call is here, how he needs to set the lineup for protection, whatever. It said that he's grasping that. And that's a good thing. So, you know,
1: you can, it's one thing to grasp the concepts. It's one thing to understand it on film and write it down on paper, but, it has to show out there where it really counts at. You know yeah, what I mean? On the
0: field. I get that. Right. But it's going to be hard for them to do that right now because, you know, they can't do any type of activities right now. Right, so right, right. All right. they really can do is sit there, grasp the knowledge of the offense, get it together, know what what is what, like who goes here, who's your X receiver, who's your Z, you know. Yeah, yeah. They have to learn. They learn it pretty much as like going back to basics.
1: Oh, and and, you know, that is pretty, and you know, something that is a very good thing for them to do. That's something very good. I I, I would have to hundred percent agree to this, that this is something that everybody needs to do. Sit back and enjoy the basics of football, learn the basic foundation of football, go back and, you know, do some real homework because what you're about to come up against is going to be either you ready or you're not ready. This year's Super Bowl team, the team that wins this year's Super Bowl, this year not ne- with well, that particularly this year, but next year, the mm-hmm. team that wins the Super Bowl is gonna be the team that's been preparing, that's been prepared, and they really it's not about the key missing piece this year, it's about the the focus. It's gonna be about how much time in the offseason would you spending. Focusing and doing what you needed to do to get ready for the um for the regular season. Exactly. I believe I believe that this year's Super Bowl winner, it ain't gonna come off a of talent. It's gonna come off the mindset. Are you hungry or are you not? Kansas City was hungry last year because they had all last year to practice. You understand know what I'm saying? They practice to get better, they practice every day of the week with each other. They were out there, you know, doing the damn thing last year. This year is going to be something to prove with your knowledge, your understanding of the offense or defensive side of the ball or special teams side of the ball. This year is going to be something totally different that we have never seen before.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's basically going to come down to attention to detail and who actually, you know, Who? What team actually prepared themselves not only for a what seventeen game season, right? But also the mental grind of a season, and who is going to see who has grit
1: and who doesn't? Right, right. Be the main thing. And you know something though too. This is how you really test the rookie. You know the rookies out. This is really how you're going to be able to chance to get a chance to see what you're getting what you got out of your draft picks, what you got in the team. When that last 53-man, when the last man for the 53-man roster gets picked, this team, your team better had been solid. This is going to be your solid team going into the season. Your 53-man roster that you have that they're going to put together because rookies, veterans, anybody can all get cut this year. And I think that's going to be the Nobody year where you're going to see a lot of veterans getting cut. Nobody is safe. Nobody is because all the people that – everybody that thought they were safe last year, oh, because you skip, you scraped through the uh, – you skipped through the cracks. Or, I mean, you slipped through the cracks last year because you really didn't know the offense or you really didn't know the defense or you really wasn't putting in work last year. All these veteran players that, you know, that didn't show up for training camp last year or didn't show up for mini camp. Well, this is your grind now. You know what I mean? This is how you grind. This is how you're going to learn the new playbook. This is how you're going to learn everything that's new this year. It is no more slipping through the cracks this year. I think every team now has to see that. Huh? I, I really think every team needs to see that. Right. And I really do believe that every team is going to get a chance to get a feel for what their team is going to look like.
0: Yeah, exactly. But the one thing Um, thing that I really like about our team is that we did get younger. I like that. Right. We were one of the oldest teams in the NFL for a long, long time. And I'm happy to see that we're actually getting younger. Yes. And we need that especially with the coaches we have now and our new shape mm-hmm. defense. It's going to be interesting to right. see how we do this, this year if we do have a season. It's definitely going to be interesting to see how everything is going to work out.
1: Right. I agree with that, too. So they got reportedly that the Patriots are interested in Andy mm-hmm. Dalton and the Jaguars are potentially interested in Andy Dalton. Now, if I really had to choose where Andy Dalton would kind of end up at for real, for real, my best fit would be with the Jaguars because of Jay Gruden.
0: Yeah, because he did, he did, but, he was offensive. Andy Dalton was dead. Yeah, that would be exactly. There Because you know, at the end of the day, as far as the Patriots goes, their their quarterback right. position is up in the air right now don't know there, what, there what is. direction they're going in. I mean, they have Brian Hoyer there who signed back again, and they do have Jared Stidham. Right. We don't know who's going to be what as far as the quarterback. We don't know who's going to be the starter, who's going to be backup. We don't know anything. And it could be a possibility no. that Andy Dalton could go there. You never know. But right. the best fit for him would be Jacksonville because he will be down there with the offensive coordinator who he already knows the offense. So, it would be a whole lot easier to bring a quarterback in that knows your offense to where right. you got to sit here and go and teach a quarterback how how you want your offense to be ran. You know, you see what I'm saying? So, that best. Yeah, thing. yeah.
1: Now, that, that, uh, not to cut you off, now, do you think, do you think that if they got, if the Jaguars got Andy Dalton, do you think they could become competitive?
0: Um, depending on their talent, but you got to think about it too. A lot of their talent isn't there anymore. Right. You know, offensive-wise, eh, eh, looking a little scarce.
1: But, you know, the Jaguars have done a lot of different things before that was kind of scarce, too. Now, like I said, you got a quarterback-offensive coordinator relationship going on down there in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. And they already know their schemes, their maneuvers, and everything else that's going around, right? Right. So, if it's possible that Andy Dalton would already know the system that, that Jay Gruden already wants to run or they run the same kind of system they ran in Cincinnati together, you're looking at a potential scare for another team. And I'm not saying the Jaguars are going to be like the best teams, you know, the best team this year, or they're going to come out smoking Mm -hmm. hot. No. I mean, I think there's going to be a grind out period a little bit, though. They're going to lose a couple games. And of course they're going to, you know, of course they're not going to be the team that's going to probably go to a playoff run this year though. But, I think they're going to be competitive this year with Andy Dalton being on that team. They can be, but
0: it, it's going to come down to, because you got to think about it, too. They still got Gardner Minshew, who yeah. as of right now is their starting quarterback, because Nick Foles is on to Chicago. Yeah. So he yeah, went to Chicago? Chicago Bear now.
1: Oh, and um, just breaking news, too. I don't know if everybody heard about that already, too. Ted Jen went to the Chicago Bears, too. He signed a one year deal today. Oh, so the Saints. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the Saints let go Ted Jen Jr. Um, he's reportedly he signed with the Bears, so that gives the Bears uh, some some room at wide receiver now. They got a wide receiver to go out there and
0: do some dirt. Was good because they they needed some more receivers, so that's a good pickup. But then yeah. again, too, as far as the Saints, you know, they did just um, inherit a, a wide receiver that they wrote. right uh, Tino from the University of Maryland. Tino F. He's a <laughs> New Orleans Saint now, so yeah, that that could be a, a potential good you know pickup for them if. He ever gets the opportunity because I've seen him play in Maryland. He he's pretty good.
1: Okay, okay. Well, let, well, well. Let's let's shift a little gears here from Andy Dalton. What do you? How do you feel? <laughs> now we're gonna move to CD Lamb, who to wear the legendary number eighty eight with the Cowboys. Oh, no. You know the legendary eighty eight jersey. <laughs> how do you feel about that one? The, the, you know, 88 was worn by none other than Dez Bryant and somebody else prior to that. Michael Irvin wore mm-hmm. it as well, too. So how do you feel to about To be that?
0: honest with you, I don't even know why he even chose 88. I really don't.
1: Do you think it's a? Do you think it's gonna be like one of those things where, superstitiously speaking, do you think that's a a, a bad karma or a good karma? Now, the last eighty-eight to wear the jersey, Dez Bryant, he had a predominant. He has some predominant seasons. Oh yeah, one. On, I mean, yeah. some under Tony, some on the Tony gotta Romo. Think. But you got to think about. It. And he had the most dropped passes when he was with. Dak Prescott his first cup his first year. Okay. Now the last eighty eight that wore it before then was Michael Irvin. And he had a dynasty of years with the Dallas Cowboys. Exactly. Five to both. So do you think so do you think C D Lamb would would continue the tradition of the Cowboys, you know, at wide receiver like? He had
0: some big shoes to fill. I'm mm-hmm. saying he's not a good receiver because he is a good receiver, but with an uh, offense that's based on the run, it's going to be hard for C.D. Lamb to shine. It really is. Because C.D. Lamb is Okay, Lamb what you really mean? really is no Des brand and he's definitely not a Michael Irvin. So, for, for him to choose in that jersey number, you're already putting pressure on yourself already, because now people gonna right. especially the cowboy nation gonna look at you and say, "Okay, you were in '88, so you know '88 that comes right. with a lot of responsibility."
1: It does, though, and you know, and that can... that's that's the thing. I don't believe he's but...
0: ready for that responsibility. That's the thing. You know what? I'm
1: I'm I'm gonna have to agree and disagree. I think he can. He, like you said, it's gonna be some big shoes to fill. I think that he's gonna have to either show up or he's gonna show out. And like you said, the run game is gonna be the base run. It's the base thing of the Dallas Cowboys organization, though. They want to feed Zeke. They want to feed Zeke. Now Dak has to throw the ball. A uh, Dak gonna have to. Dak's gonna have to throw the ball, and. He's going to have to get his big, reliable target, which is going to be CeeDee Lamb this year and, uh, you know, um, Amari Cooper. They had to take some pressure off Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. Now, you got three big weapons right there on your your offensive side right now that are potential go-getters. They're going to go get the ball. Now, Amari Cooper does not play very, very well of good football away from home. So you need that big person that's going to step up when Amari Cooper don't step up, and Gallup has stepped up to the plate when he's away from the when he's away from home. Now, Cassidy Lamb step up also when he's away
0: from home. Not in the Dallas State. To be honest with you, when the lights be honest on. with you, Dallas' whole receiving core is going to be a question mark this year. Okay. Especially on cause Amari, Amari, especially on Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper is the number one receiver hands down. We all know this, okay? But right, for some way somehow he never shows up when it when it, when it is time and he really needs to show up. I don't understand. Ever since he right. left Oakland, he's been a whole different person. I don't know who this is because he's definitely not looking like the draft pick that got drafted by Oakland.
1: He's not, and he's not playing like he played in Oakland either, and I don't know whether it's the, the difference in the offensive schemes, or it's something different going on in Dallas that he just didn't get the, he just wasn't catching as many passes as he was supposed to, Um, he got you big downfield a couple times in a few games, he got you big, he got you some big games, but. When it came down to the nitty gritty, can you catch the ball in the end zone to help me win a lot more games? It didn't help them. It wasn't helping. Now, I now, if you're a defensive coordinator, who do you target the most? Who would you double team? Would you double team Ceedee Lamb, or would you double team to be honest?
0: Or would you double team? See, Dallas? that's gonna be the thing. That's the only thing about Dallas's wide receivers. If you double one, you still gotta worry about the others. So it's not about right. doubling, is you just gotta make sure you always have safety help. That's the only thing. I wouldn't worry about double teaming. If you double team, okay, that's gonna take one player out of position and that's gonna leave holes open in your defense where they can shred you, pick you apart. Right. So if you have all three of them out there at one time. I wouldn't I wouldn't do no doubling. I would play man to man. Like get out. I would want you okay. need to get up and get physical with them. Get them out there. Get them out of their game. Okay.
1: Exactly. Take them out of their comfort zone. Now, C D Lamb can change directions a little bit though, but you know, he, he lacks that balance of cutting back some time frames. He lacks the balance of getting in and out of his, you know, getting in and out of his routes sometimes too as well, though. He's a good football player. He can get in and out of his routes, though, but sometimes he lacks that ability, though, if he gets jammed up so you got to
0: think about this, too. C.D. Lamb is a rookie. He hasn't experienced the NFL yet. Now, the, one, the people he played against in college – that was easy competition. I'm sorry to say it. That was easy competition. I'm talking about who was that CD Lamb day when he played in college? That's easy competition. When you get to the NFL, that's a whole different league. Yeah. When you get Correct. there, them people are just as fast as you are, exactly. and they're just as hungry as you are, too. A, you got to think about it, he's a rookie. He's not, it is not like he's going to jump up and go against other rookies. No, you're going against veterans, you're going against people that's been in the league, you know. I'ma say two two plus years.
1: Right, right, right. Or at least somebody that's been in the league, a veteran that's been in exactly. the league for the you
0: He hasn't went up against a, a crafty veteran. You know what I'm saying? He hasn't had the opportunity to study anybody yet. To see, okay, right, if I, right. If, if I see them rolling back flat footed, am I gonna break off the route and do a, a five and end You know what I'm saying? He hasn't done none of that yet. Right. So Right. You gotta factor so, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like the chances of I like Dallas's offense a little bit though, but it it it's it's kinda scary though, because you got two deep threats now on the offense. You got two deep two deep threats at the wide receiver position though. You know, but it, it it's kinda a little scary though, if you think about it. If you really think about it, it's kind of scary, though, because you don't know this kid. We don't we don't know what he can do on the field. We, we're going to be able to get our first chance to see him, hopefully in preseason, to see what he's made of on the first string line. And we're really going to be able to see what, you know, what Amari Cooper's going to be able to do in preseason. So it, it's going to be a tale to see. And I'm hoping that, you know, this year coming about, that we'll be able to see what Dallas' offense is really all about. Are they going to really run the ball more? Because Mike McCarthy is about throwing the ball downfield. He's less on running the ball as much. But he's a real co- he's a coach that likes to fling the ball downfield. If you've seen Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers had over 4,000-yard season because he flung the ball out there. His None of his running backs, I don't believe, but ever had a 1,000-yard too- season.
0: You gotta think about it with Mike McCarthy being in Dallas, and you look at the quarterback, Dak Prescott right. is more athletic than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. This is facts, Aaron Rodgers was able but, to run and get yards, but he can do a lot more with Dak. Yeah. more than what he could do with Aaron Rodgers.
1: You saying he could do a lot more with Dak Prescott yeah. than he could do with Aaron like Rodgers.
0: Aaron Rodgers? He was mobile, but he wasn't mobile like how Dak is mobile. Like you know, do play act like play actions or the the read options and stuff like that. Zone, yeah, and, and the zone like read. He can do that with Dak, so that's another element that he has with B- Dak being a mobile quarterback. Right. He couldn't do right. that with Aaron Rodgers.
1: Now, see, with Aaron Rodgers though, is Aaron Rodgers got a gun. Cannon. He got a cannon, a gun cannon for a damn arm. And when you let that boy get loose in the pocket, Aaron Rodgers can tear your ass apart. He could tear defenses apart just by one thing, two things: his arm and his snap count. He can hurry an offense up very, very quickly to the line and get you off line off uh off sides on the snap count. Now, thats For instance, it's not a real bad snap count. You can read Dak's snap count like I told everybody before. When Dak rubs that towel in the back of his hand, he's running the ball nine times out of ten. Now, they're probably going to change that shit up this year, though. They're probably going to change it up. I guarantee they change it up this year. If he rubs the towel this year, he's throwing the ball. Or nine times out of ten, they're going to do a combination of both this year. Rub Mm -hmm. the towel. Because that's what they're going to they, expect you to run the ball. They, they don't know a whole to new the whole offense as well. So, exactly. So everybody's pretty much this year, except for the New England Patriots, but they're learning the new quarterback. Everybody's learning something pretty new this year. If you don't have like Philip Rivers, even not even in San Diego no more. The only people that are really not learning anything new this year is the New Orleans Saints. Yes. The New Orleans Saints have had Drew Brees down there for at least 20 years. 20 years, Sean Payton and Drew Brees. No, I'm sorry, not 20 years, not 20 years. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's a lie. That's a lie. Drew Brees has been in the league for 20 years, but he's only been with the Saints for about 15, maybe 16 years. He went
0: to the the Saints in about 2004, 2005. (laughs)
1: Yeah, because he was playing with the Chargers at one time frame.
0: And then they got,
1: uh, yeah, they was playing with the Chargers for him. And then he got traded down to um, New Orleans. And that's where he stayed at. That's where he won his first Super Bowl lap. And now he's going for his second Super Bowl title. Had to make facts on that. I do apologize, everybody. Had to make facts on that. Now, we're going to move just a little bit along. Um, how do you feel about Washington not picking up the fifth year option on Ruben Foster? Let's start there.
0: Well, I'm guessing they're just going to allow him to see what he's going to do this year because he's still on the team. They pick up his option for next year. So this is basically, he's basically playing on his last year at the county. So, So right. he basically got to go out there and, and that. He's worthy to be our star linebacker on the team. Mm-hmm. So right. the way I feel about it, I really don't know how to feel about it because, like I said, I'm not in that organization, you know what I'm saying? So I really don't know what to feel about it. But my thing is, only thing I don't like about it is... What's that? They just need to prove it, I agree to prove that he still can play. Because before he got hurt, right. when he was in San Francisco, he was a dominant football player. No doubt. He's a beast. He's a beast. He's a beast. Uh, yeah, he's a beast. Don't get me wrong, he's a beast. He wouldn't have got drafted in the first round if he wasn't a beast. He was a beast.
1: Well, even though he had some off-the-field issues, don't get it wrong,
0: he has some off-the-field issues
1: that needed to be addressed And um, his capabilities on the field was not showing up off the field. He was a predominant player on the field, but it was not a predominant citizen of America. Um, A lot of these things that, you know, even though some of the false reports came back false, that he didn't do it, he did it, he didn't do it, he didn't do it, did do it, didn't do it. Everybody kept telling this man to stay away from the woman that he was with. The woman is troubled. And every single time frame you go back to the same woman that you that you got in trouble with the first time, first three times with, it, it tells you something about yourself. You know what I'm saying? He could have messed up his entire career, his whole football career, off of one lie. Yeah. Yeah. One lie, almost, I mean, three lies jeopardized his career, and that was assault and battery on a woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? They said they had claims that the entire football team was out there looking at him, talking to him. He never put hands on her. He never did this to her, never did that to her. And she came back and said she she was beaten up on, she wasn't beaten up on. You know, it, it's so many false reports going out there. So every time they told you to stay away from this woman, you kept going back. That's why you got dropped from the team in the first place. You came to Washington for a second chance in life in football. You came to Washington to see if you can get back in the football league and really show out, show your talents off in Washington. Sadly, but surely you got hurt with Washington and you couldn't get off the chance. You can't get that chance to show you off what you, your talents, your skill points and everything else that you have to bring to the team at the linebacker position. Cause we could have surely used you this year on I mean, last year on line at a linebacker position. Um, my other thing was, is this with Ruben, you know, not being able to get, I mean, not being able to pick up, then not being able to pick up his fifth year option. That lets me know that they're trying to move in somebody younger to that position as well too. So that also lets me know that he's not, either he's ready to come back or he's not ready to come back because last time I heard, he didn't have any feeling left in that leg. No. I mean, he's still trying to regain feeling back in that leg. He league.
0: has. He's he's regained feeling back in the leg. That happened earlier, either earlier this year or late. Year. Well, I mean, the nerve damage. They say some nerve or something he had like nerve that. Nerve damage. He did have nerve damage when he tore his ligaments. But you okay. know, like I said, early either early this year or late last year, they found out that he has begun you know getting feeling back in his leg and everything. So he's on the right track. It's just still having a rehab and everything. Right. Right. Now you see and why. And rehab,
1: has got pushed back too.
0: Yeah. But now you see why the Redskins did what they did in the draft by drafting a linebacker out of Michigan. Right. Right. Because we don't know if Ruben can come back. Exactly. Back. We don't know if he's going to be ready for the season or what. We don't know anything yet. Which is why they drafted right. a linebacker, which is why they signed a bunch of linebackers. You know what I'm saying? So we can make sure we have yeah. bodies just in case he won't be ready this season or however, you know, however they have to do business. So, right. like I said, but once again, I, I have faith that he will be ready to play this season. Mm-hmm. I have faith. And when he does, I believe he's going to do great. And he's going to prove to them that. Hey, I'm the best linebacker on this
1: team. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. And
0: it's I mean, don't get me wrong, it's one linebacker that they I know that they need to let go. And and Who is that? I don't that? Even know why they paid them a linebacker. They should have kept him at a defensive back. Who is that? Josh Harvey Clemens. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. I like him a little bit, though. He's kind of, he's okay. He's not. No, he's not. He's not too. Ever since they put him at linebacker, he is not okay. Well, yeah, I mean, that part. He was not. not He can rush the defender. No, he's not. I mean, he he can can rush. He's not a linebacker. He was a safety. He's not a linebacker. (sighs) See,
1: the thing about that is, though, is that. We didn't have anything last year to put out there on the line. You understand what I'm saying? So if you put him back where he belongs, if you say he's a safety, you put him back there where he belongs as a safety. That addresses that issue right there for safety position. Am I correct?
0: Yes, but you you do realize that when they drafted him, that's when he was. He
1: okay, was Okay. So I mean. This also leads me to believe that this, though, too. So, same topic, same thing. Do I've been hearing this question around Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everybody in the group, everybody, everywhere around the, around the DMV area. The number one question around the DMV area is this. Do you think that Darius Geis will be healthy to finish the 2021 season? Yes, and why? Or no, and why?
0: Okay, ask that question one more time.
1: Do you think Darius Geis can stay healthy? I rephrase the question. Do you think Darius Geis can stay healthy through the 2021 season? Yes, and why? Or no, and why?
0: To be honest, it's hard to really answer this question because, for one, he hasn't had enough game time. Mm-hmm. And for two, just by judging on what he has done, as you see, he gets injured one time, comes back, and he gets injured again.
1: Right, right. And so, that, that's not what we need.
0: No. So that's basically, it's like, I'm not saying he's a bust, because at the end of the day, he's not a bust. But, no. Yeah, he's not but a
1: bust. He, but he is kind of wasting money.
0: Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say waste money, because it's not like he's getting paid, like, super millions or something.
1: But he is wasting money though, because we have him as talent, and we want him as talent from LSU. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we want his talent. We want everything from him. We want the best for him. Doug Williams wouldn't have said that we picked him up about the draft for no reason, mm-hmm. because they love his talent. But you can't stay healthy enough though. Now that, that, that I mean. Also, you still got to want, we still have to wonder about the second running back that wasn't healthy last year, who could have also did some pressure and damage for us last year, Bryce Love. Is the world ready to really see Bryce Love's potential? Because remember, we just signed two more running backs to the squad. That's true. You understand what I'm saying? So you just really signed two running backs. Uh, uh, well, actually, a wide receiver slash running back, a running back slash wide receiver, but he wants to be used as a doggone uh uh, uh weapon, as he says. And I think that was da- uh a- Antonio Gandy Dandy, something like that. Whatever his name is.
0: What hmm. is your take on that? Once again. I'm gonna need to repeat that because I want to give you the most articulate answer. <laughs> I don't want to sound dumb. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I want to I want to give our fans and supporters what they what they're looking for.
1: Okay, I, I, I'll I will i will reinstate the question. I'll reiterate the question. I'll put it in a different phrase for you. I, I'll make it for the fans that listen to again. Do you think? Well, no, not do you think. Is the world really ready to see what Darius Geis, what Darius Geis can do and Bryce Love can really, really do this year after the fact that the Washington... Well, I'll leave it at this. Is the world ready to see Darius Geis and Bryce Love pair up in the backfield one time frame with the uh, healthy... with the healthy... Adrian Peterson.
0: Right. Let's talk. Let's talk. Part let's one start of the question. Part one. That's our part one. Now, Darius Geist has already what he can do when healthy. Okay. If you don't believe me, you can read, you can Google or YouTube The highlight that Darius guys put on in Carolina with that step on. And in
1: Philadelphia a little bit, though, too, because he has some big runs in Philadelphia. Yeah, he has some predominant runs.
0: He's shown that when healthy, he is dominant. Now, like I said, what he can do? Be consistent and stay healthy. And I guarantee you, if he be consistent and don't be healthy, he will be a big-time addition to our run game when Adrian Peterson is gone. Because that's the reason yeah, I see why him. they drafted him to be our running back of the yeah.
1: future. Exactly. Him and yeah. Bryce Love. But you just got four new – well, actually, I take that back. We, got like, we just signed four new <laughs> running backs to the team. But not all of them are going to make the team.
0: We know that. Facts. We know that. Even on their side, yes. But that don't necessarily mean they're going to make the team.
1: Right. Because, I mean, understanding, I know that not everybody makes the team. Facts. True. But in the same aspect of that breath, though, is, is this. You pick up four. So, which means you're stacked at running back position. You have Adrian Peterson, who they just picked up a second-year option. You have Darius Geis, Bryce Love, who we've never seen on the field at all, period, yet. Uh, I believe they still have Wendell Smallwood a little bit, though, if I'm not mistaken, unless we let him go. Then you still have uh, whoever else they picked up in the offseason, though. But I don't believe them two are going to stay on the team that long. I think that they're building up, you know, special teams. They're going to be our special teams people. Mm-hmm. Or practice squad people. If I'm not mistaken, though, because you need practice squad, you need mm-hmm. special teams. So even that running back position, you still put running backs on special teams. Um, putt returners, kick returners, anything in that nature. Wendell Smallwood is not a bad putt return. I mean, mm-hmm. kick returner. You know he's small, he's fast, he still got speed on him, and he's if you haven't seen his speed, go back to Philadelphia and watch Wendell Smallwood run the ball over Washington several times, coming out of the run game and in the uh, on the mm-hmm. kick return. Watch it, it's there, and over Dallas too as well, and over the mm-hmm. Giants. So, part two of my question is: is this? What is it that we're waiting? I mean, how long do we need to wait and see if this man can really stay healthy throughout the season? Are we just really, are we one of them teams? Are are we, is Washington going to be one of them teams that's going to have to wait and see game for every player that we sign? Or are we going to really start seeing some day one players come out there, actually just perform on the field, stay healthy throughout the season? Washington's number one big, the biggest problem in Washington, before I get to the question again, Washington's biggest problem has been that we don't.
0: Yeah, we, we get the injury bug bad.
1: We do. Every single year, we get that injury bug badly. And nobody else can seem to figure out why. Are we that cursed of a team? Or are we just not conditioning right or are we not doing are we not staying physical enough in practice? I've seen practices go down where they're not even contacting each other. Somebody gets injured with a uh, dog leg cramp, this cramp, this bad, this that, and the third. Jay Gruden simplified it last year and said we're not even hidden in the morning time frame. we're not we uh-huh. switched the practices to the evening time frame.
0: And, and, and it still didn't be, work. We got hit with a bad For one, the injuries was bad because for one, the staff, the medical staff, okay. was terrible. It was, and it now, still is. The staff is terrible. And I'm not going to say that they're still terrible now because we have a whole brand new staff. We don't. Know, we don't know how they work. The so you can't see uh, Okay. We don't know how they work. Honestly, as, okay. I'll as, give, as I'll give it to me being a wrestling fan, I'm happy as hell. We don't have the same medical team we had before. I am ecstatic about that. Or the same yeah, trainers we that we had, had the before, too, We did. So, I just, I just don't understand too. A lot of that falls on Jay Gruden as well.
1: But he was trying to prevent. No, I get. get he was trying to
0: prevent a lot of injuries, but at the same time, yeah. he didn't put in no stern punishment. Like you see, what I'm saying. We yeah. we was a team. Honestly, we was a team that was soft last year. We were very soft last year. Very. We soft. was look at the defense. Then.
1: We played on, we played Twitch.
0: And, and Bill Callahan took over. Bill Callahan went back to the basics. He made a run before practice and after practice. Fact. So he went back. But we
1: still was getting hit. We with were, that but bug. we were
0: more aggressive than we were before.
1: That is true, though. But either way, still, we have to see a team on the field. Now, even though – even though – I'll give you credit for this one. I'll give you credit for this one. I'll tell you like this. I'll give it to you like this. And and correct me if I'm wrong and tell me I'm right or wrong. Even though the first man goes down, you still need that next man of up. Of course. Mentality. Everybody has to play ready to go, ready for action. The next game, either that next play or whatever the case may be. is You have to have the next man up mentality. You cannot be playing scared on a football field, even though you ain't taking a snap in practice at the at end all. of the day.
0: They tell you you prepare and practice as if you were going to be the starter. That's how you're supposed to prepare, exactly. Second string, third string, fourth string, fifth string. Hell, I don't even care if you're playing the ass back, you're supposed to prepare <laughs> like you're going to start the game. That's <clears throat>
1: Right, but none of, none of these players are thinking that they. I mean, you know what the mentality I would have in the locker room for referee in Washington, I wouldn't give a damn if you was like you said the ass string of the players. Get your ass in the game and play. If you gonna get in, if you get in the game, always stand on the sideline. I wouldn't have a player sitting on a bench at all. Everybody would stand up and watch the game. You don't sit on the bench on the on the sidelines. If you got to sit, you only sitting on a bike and you rub and you, you know, you getting uh, whatever you got to do or you sitting on the toilet in the blue tent. You on the toilet. Either way, still, something got to give. Like I said. Something has to give because...
0: Like I said. Huh? Jay Gruden had us soft as I don't know what. And to be honest with you, Ron Rivera yep. and Jack DeRio, they're going to change that culture. We're not going to be a soft-ass team anymore. We're going to be an aggressive-ass team. And it's about damn, and it's about damn time. I, I, I was agree. being more aggressive than they were playing Madden.
1: <laughs> but sometimes too aggressive can get you it still can't. beat in the game.
0: Be honest with you, football, honestly – Football is nothing but controlling your aggression on the field. That's all it is. It's being detailed. It's being Fact. detailed to an assignment, that. and Fact. it's not losing your cool or losing your head. It's all about being focused and savvy. You always taking the detail. That's never going to kill you. You can't detail, and you play too. Got to hold that aggression when you're playing. Do it. Right.
1: To where you can only where you can control yourself dominate, to make dominate. That, like you know uh,
0: prime example. Uh Reggie yeah. White. He played aggressive on the field, right. but look at how he controlled that aggression.
1: That is true. Smith, that is so true.
0: Bruce Smith is an all time NFL leader.
1: I, I, yeah. It's yeah all- I agree with that. But you got to be able to. But you. But look at these players create. Look at these players though that you naming. All these players stayed healthy until the throughout the end of their season though too as well. But you wonder why and you wonder why. Yeah, because they were hitting old school football.
0: Why do you think Brett Favre, Daryl Green, Ray Lewis, London Fletcher, Charles Woodson, Rod Woodson. Mm -hmm. Deion mm-hmm. Sanders. Why you think yeah. all of them last lasted so long and so many years? Michael Irving. Because for one, they kept their bodies in shape. That's the main That is thing. true.
1: Because they were freaks of the league. They were exactly. freaks of the NFL. They exactly. were they were freaks. It's
0: all about preparing your body. Ray Lewis tell you that. It's right. all about preparing your body. It's basically, football is, a, right. be honest with you, football is not only physical, it's mental. It's mental because right. you have to learn how to control your anger. You got to learn plays. You got to learn different stunts. It's like, that's the mental aspect of it. The physical is, you know, the tackling, mm-hmm. you know, getting tackled, weightlifting, stuff like that. That's the physical Yeah that we get stronger. To become exactly. stronger. But in between that... And drink and stay off, yeah, the, weed. Stay the, off but the weed. Stay off the weed. Drink water. Don't realize In between all that, for one, you have to give your body time to rest as well. Because you don't want to over, overdo it and overexert yourself. That's another thing. Right. You have to give right. time, You time. Yeah, I'm to just just, I'm sure. That's what, like, this I is so like that's what the all season is for. I get that, but sometimes on the bye week, whatever, I I believe that they need more than what a, they normally what a bye week. They would do what have a day or two off, and then they back to practice. No, and about yeah, they get about two to yeah, three yeah, days they off in the bye week, but. If you have nagging injuries, right. you have to, it's like, during that time, you need to be getting your treatment. Even if you're not going to the facility getting your treatment, go get your treatment some, you know, somewhere else. It's all about, you gotta keep right. your body, you gotta maintain your body. That's the only thing you're gonna last through right. a season. You have to maintain your body. Mentally, physically, you have to maintain your body.
1: Yeah. But a lot of these players aren't – a lot of these players aren't – I mean, now, there are freaks of accidents that happen. Um, There are freak injuries that do happen occurring during the game. Now, I would give them that. Either they stepped the wrong way or they came out the wrong way. There are accidents that do happen in the game. But either way, still, though, you know, you got to be able to prepare for – the next man mentality you got that next player has to stay ready and if that next player don't stay ready and get ready to go in the game you would never you would never win a football game if well, the next player so is two, not ready to
0: go you got to be honest with you now, I'm be honest with you a lot of the players in this league are lazy as hell to be honest the that is reason true. why they lazy as hell because it's like they are, they want to go all out through the rookie contract and then that big contract. You just want to get fucking lazy. That's the main fucking thing that happens. Everybody gets right. fucking lazy. As soon as I get that big money, they get lazy. Big time example: Albert Haynesworth. As soon as he got that money, he got fucking lazy.
1: Well, so he, was he was a fucking bum in the was beginning.
0: dominant as hell when he was in Tennessee. But you got to think about it too. But you got.
1: Albert Hainsworth went no, to he in, he got Wigo.
0: Tennessee. He went to you gotta think about it. He was playing on okay. rookie. Day. Did he get that big ass contract from us? And then when he got that contract yeah. from us, he got fucking lazy. Yeah.
1: Okay. He got fat, lazy, didn't want to
0: show it's up, all, didn't want to do anything. It's thing. like when people get money, they get fucking lazy and stupid. Look at no disrespect, yeah. but look at Johnny Manziel.
1: Yeah. But you know what, though? But you know what, though? Manziel had problems before. As soon as he got
0: that money, it made him a lot of It
1: did. Because his drinking problem got out of hand. Nobody really wanted to touch him. And he still can play football,
0: though. Smith. Stupid stuff. Yeah. Uh... What's the guy from uh, 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 Dallas? What's his name? Uh, Was it Ruben Gregory? Randall Gregory or whatever? Randy Gregory. Yeah. Uh, Who else? Justin Blackman. Stupid.
1: A lot of these players that had talent. Oh, prime example. Um... Prime example, prime example. Watching the Redskin player, um, I can't think of his name right now. Stupid move. Got paid money, and did something real stupid. I can't think of his name right now, but it was one Redskins player that signed to our team, then got dropped from my team. It was in the past you five. About years. Davis? I don't think it was Monte Nicholson. I don't think it was Nicholson you like talk, that. You talking but... about Fred Davis? Yeah. I think it was Fred Davis. Weed.
0: Fucking yep. stupid. It's like I don't fucking get it. It's like people just be like, I'm gonna get to the NFL. The Only thing they main thing they say is I wanna get to the NFL so I can make the money. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're gonna make the money, go out there and do the shit right. When you get that money, go out there and earn it. Play your ass off to earn that money. Don't play your don't play your ass off to like, get the money and then get fucking lazy. Like, come on. But now some
1: now some of these players are only smoke. Now, some of these players are really, you know, it, and that it goes down to leadership. You know what I mean? That comes up to leadership. That comes from your team captains. That goes to up to everybody that's in that organization on your team to help you keep up your, your well-being. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that be a babysitter. I, that's not what the fuck I'm saying. I ain't telling nobody being you know, on the goddamn bodies, holding nobody damn hand and say, hey, man, don't do this. Or, hey, man, don't do that. But at the end of the damn day, at the end of the damn day, the player next to, the player to your right, your left and behind you and in front of you is your brother on that field. Off the field is your brother off the field too as well. If you guys as leaders, I would it, 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 it'd it be beyond fucking me to have a team fucking captain who is not responsible for my players, for responsible for the people that's underneath for him, that we chose you to be the team captain and you're not responsible or holding accountable your team. I mean, you're the players that are underneath for you. If you're not holding these motherfuckers responsible for the offseason actions and their doggone on the field actions, I don't need you to be a captain. Exactly. And that's the truth. We picked you to be a captain for a reason. We picked you to be a captain to do what your responsibilities are to do. Check up on the players. Help us out. Tell us what we need to know about them. And so we can either get them some help before it breaks news or keep the shit off the radar. If you're going to do something off field, keep the shit off the radar. Look at Zeke Elliott, for instance. This motherfucker can't stay out of trouble, period. His name has came up in every single off-season hey, programming hey, since back. he's been in the damn hey, league. Back. His name has been in every damn thing. And now Dak Prescott's name is up there now. And, you know, and I knew it had I had to wait because I didn't hear nothing about Zeke at all, period, during the pandemic. I thought I was going to go a whole damn off without hearing Zeke Elliott's name, getting in some damn trouble, or his name involved in some damn trouble, or doing something stupid else. Something stupid in the offseason, though. But guess who fucking name pops up in my damn email box? Guess who name pops up in all the damn sports arenas around the world again? Guess who we talking Mm -hmm. about again? Thank you. Him and Dak Prescott having that damn party, though. Even though the party wasn't even like that, though. But your name still broke fucking news. Rather, regardless of whether you had more than 10 people, less than 10 people, more than 20, or whatever the case may be, is your name got involved with Cops, Zeke, and Dak. They don't look at Dak as a problem child anymore, really, because they can really give a damn, but they can really care less about him because he's working on his contract with Dallas. But at the same token of breath though, is who name follows up behind it? Mm -hmm. Ezekiel Elliott. You got paid your money, you got paid your damn money, and now your name breaks the fucking news again. Why? You should be the main one in the off-season quarantining your damn self. Stay your ass in the house. Don't break the news no damn more. I'm about tired of hearing about Zeke, 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 Zeke getting in trouble. Or was about to get in trouble for some stupid shit. Haven't we heard Zeke's name enough in the offseason since he's been in the damn league? Exactly. Have we heard his name enough? You go for pushing it, you go for pushing the security guard. You had girlfriend trouble in the beginning. You know what I mean? We you got suspended for six games. Your name has been scattered mm-hmm. through the whole off seasons, All of them. They didn't know what the hell to do with you. This final season that you had a chance to play an entire season, your name pops up in the goddamn. Uh, your name pops up in the goddamn news for pushing some goddamn security guard. So you're gonna turn yourself into another Antonio mm-hmm. Brown? Is that what we're trying to do? Now, now, now. No disrespect to Antonio Brown. I know he's trying to work on his shit nowadays because he had to come to Jesus speech with somebody because somebody turned that brother around. That brother has did a whole 360 from what he was used to being and now what he's not being. He's not being that problematic child anymore because I ain't heard A.B.
0: name pop up in the news to at be all, honest, period, yet. He was doing that. He was like basically kind of like Jay thing. He was basically doing it to reach out to get attention. Because he it's like he just needed the attention. But...
1: but see, the thing about OBJ is that though OBJ did his shit. But yeah, guess what OBJ is, is right now? And yeah, guess what yeah, Antonio yeah, that's Brown the only is? Difference.
0: That's the only difference.
1: Exactly. But the thing about it is, see, OBJ had time. You he caused trouble in the locker room. They got rid of that problem in New York. You left for one prime time state. The primers of them all, every, any other state, you, can, you can't you can talk about no other state, but two, I mean, in one state. That's California. California and New York City are the most liveest states in America. They never sleep in these states, okay? That's number one. If you're not on TV in New York, or not on TV in doggone California, you don't make nothing. For real, for real, that's to be honest with you. They sent this ass to Cleveland where you don't get that much TV time. They're the Phoenix Suns of the damn NFL. And no disrespect to the Phoenix Suns because they're getting better every day of the week. What you think about that
0: one? Yeah, you're right. I'm mean, not, I, I can't even argue with you on that one. You're right. <laughs> they are the Phoenix Suns of the fucking
1: NFL, and no disrespect yeah, gotta, to them. OBJ has a team, Antonio Brown AB, aka AB, does not have a team, even though. AB proved himself on the field more than and I mean more and ever than um, more than ever than uh, uh, a little OBJ would on the field. He went out there and caught his passes, averaged over 1200 yards a, I mean every season that he went out there. His numbers went down a little bit last I mean the last time he played, but that boy was playing football. He would go out there and get you a couple catches every game for 100 plus yards a game. He was getting 150 every game. So OBJ would get you about eh, roughly 50 to 66 yards per I mean, you know, roughly 60, 66 yards a game, roughly. He'd get a thousand-yard season, though. He can get you that. But he wasn't putting up nowhere bigger numbers than Antonio Brown was.
0: Right.
1: Nowhere close to Antonio Brown. I would say if Antonio Brown, if you had to pick between Antonio Brown and OBJ, who you taking to put back on the field and who not on the field due to all the off season? Honestly,
0: I would be. I would put. Honestly, I would put Antonio Brown back on the field. I'm not even gonna lie to you, because Antonio Brown has been Facts. way more productive than OBJ has.
1: Facts. Cause... You get more, you get better production out exactly. of one than you get out of the other. You everybody thought that Cleveland was gonna. I even thought the same thing. I thought Cleveland was gonna be dangerous as shit with Jarvis Landry and Doug OBJ being on the same damn team with the quarterback that they had, because this quarterback showed promise, uh a promise of future his first year in, then he started talking shit the second year, so he got his head smacked around, but Baker Mayfield, in the backfield, throwing the ball to one of these two targets in the backfield, I thought they were going to be the dangerous team in the NFL, because they had weapons. But even they showed with weapons, they were not as dangerous as everybody thought they was going to be, including myself.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So... That, that leads me to say this. The offseason shenanigans, and as you say, once they get this money, I don't think you should pay them a goddamn dollar or a dime of that money until you can show me you can prove yourself off the field and prove yourself on the field. That's how you make your money. That's where the money comes from. Proving yourself on the field. Yeah, I give you the money guaranteed, but here go the stipulations to that money, though. Every single time frame you get in trouble off the field, I deduct some money. I I deduct some money. Any single time frame you don't make a play on that field, I deduct some money from that contract. That would be in every one of my stipulations of my contracts on that field. If you want to make your money, you earn your goddamn bonus money. That's how you do it. You either get your bonus money or you lose your money at all. You lose all, you lose your money on the field. Point blank simple. We got 17 fucking games on the we got 17 games to play. You only required to play 16. In 17 weeks in the NFL, you only required to play 16 games in the entire season. If you don't ball out for them 16 games in that season, I'm deducting money from your pocket. If you fuck up in the offseason, I'm deducting money from your pocket because I got to pay a goddamn lawyer to protect your ass off the field. Even though I know you got your own lawyer, I got to protect the goddamn team name because you did put the team name right in their papers again. You understand what I'm saying? It's not about Ezekiel Elliott gets in trouble. Dallas Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott gets in trouble again. Dallas Cowboys quarterback, Dak Prescott, is in trouble in the news for the first time ever in the news. You see what I mean here? You see the the press coverage there? I I didn't say Zeke got in trouble. I said Dallas Cowboys running back Zeke got in trouble. You just put the organization at hand because by your ass getting in trouble and out and off the field, you just put the organization at hand. I'm going to slap your ass with so many goddamn fines. It ain't going to – it's going to slap your ass silly. And I dare a team to come pick your ass up. I dare you to try to ask me for a goddamn trade from my team because I'm fining your ass for all your offseason actions and how you disrespect the team, how how you disrespect a team that gave you all that goddamn money. I'm not just talking about Zeke. Don't get me wrong here, people. I'm not talking about just Zeke. I'm talking about any player in the NFL or any player that play any sports, if you disrespect my team, I'm finding your ass a whole goddamn lot of money. Now, if you innocent, you keep your money. If you're guilty, you're not. Look at Rashad Breen, dumbass. Yeah, I don't
0: understand
1: that one. You, you, you say you wasn't, you say you innocent because they threw the weed in your car but then you run away from the cop and you try to break away from the cops Mm -hmm. as an innocent man. Why? Why? Matter of fact, I give you another prime example that you didn't even hear about last year. Who signed with the Cleveland Browns last year, had an opportunity to play last year and didn't even play last year with the damn uh, Cleveland Browns. No,
0: he played some last year. He did play.
1: Kareem Hunt, let's be honest. You were one step away from winning your Super Bowl last year. You would have never got traded. You would have never got picked up by Cleveland because if you never did what you did or put yourself in that position last year, I mean not last year, the year before last, if you never put yourself in that position to get uh, to get yourself whatever you got last year, you know what I mean, or whatever happened to you in the offseason that year, you know, you would have found yourself a Super Bowl win this year. You would have been in the Super Bowl this year. You would have been the run game that they needed in the playoffs to take pressure off of Patrick Mahomes in the play in the, in the Super Bowl. You would have been that fair and run game that everybody was still scared of because they still had Tyreek kill. You would have Patrick Mahomes and Kareem Hunt running that damn ball down their throats. Ever since then, you ain't been the same. I didn't. I barely heard Kareem Hunt' name come in the in in any game last year. Barely. Somebody tell me I'm lying. Yeah. Did you really yeah. hear about him last year? Two games later. Did but did time?
0: you hear about him really? He just wasn't up to the standard that we known him to be at. But because of Dick Chubb. Exactly, he did play, and when he played, he was productive. But he was not
1: as productive as he would have been as a starting running back for the goddamn. He was dominant,
0: he was was there until they, until that incident happened, and then they released him
1: exactly. We gotta fight, we gotta, we gotta do, you know, sometimes we gotta do what we gotta do in certain situations though. But, you know, some situations we gotta think about real hard. You understand what I'm saying? Some situations we gotta make sure that we're not putting ourselves at risk of doing right. something stupid again. <clears throat> we gotta make sure that we're good to go as a team the next following year. We need you. Because not only did I see Kansas City, they had a run game. Yeah, we all know they had a run game last year, though, but it wasn't as productive as the year prior to that when they had true. It wasn't as productive as it was. Now, we can sit up here and talk to all the stats that we want about their run game last year. But look how it turned out. In look how it turned out, look what they had to do. They came back each game before the Super Bowl. They had to make a comeback. Patrick Holmes had to strap up his shoelaces the game prior to that and come back and score four unanswered points by throwing the ball downfield and making a uh, basically mm. running a hurry up offense every play. That's how they came back. They scored all them points. 27 or 28 unanswered points by running the hurry-up offense on teams, and teams got gassed. These these young boys that's coming in the draft this year aren't going to get gassed that quickly by running the hurry-up offense. They're going to love the hurry-up offense. They're going to love that shit. They're going to eat that shit for breakfast this year. You try that hurry-up offense on this team, on these teams that are getting younger and faster and that ain't gas like these veteran players are some of these years, um, this year, man, I'm trying to tell you, they're going to eat them quarterbacks alive this year. They're going to rip through them offensive linemen like they are no tomorrow because half of these offensive linemen ain't that young no more and ain't that quick no more. Like I said, facts are fiction. Oh, yeah, that's fact. Exactly. So, in the same aspect the breath, though, is – you know, you you get you got to look at it from different standpoints. that. You got to be able to see what it is that other teams are doing and are doing. That's true. Now, to close out the show, because we're gonna give uh, uh, we're gonna give our viewers, we're gonna give our listeners, you know, we gave them like a, a seventy five minute podcast this game of uh, this time frame. It might go eighty minutes though. We don't know. How do you feel about the NFL's um, position on playing on a Saturday – They're playing Saturday games? They're going to play – they're going to potentially play some Saturday games and um, some Sunday night games – I mean, Sunday games, Monday and Thursday games if there is no NCAA season?
0: Honestly, that's going to be – it's going to be weird, mm-hmm. for one, because I'm like, okay, you playing on Saturday, then Sunday, then you got Monday, then you got Thursday, then you got Saturday, then you got Sunday, then you got Monday, then you got Thursday. Right. right. It's going to be weird. Okay. But it's going to be like an NBA season, though,
1: in a sense.
0: But you got to think about it. Uh, everybody knows the league is known for Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. Right. So that means and at going the to end have- of the season Saturdays. So that's the thing. So you telling me from what I'm getting out of that is they're going to play like instead of always playing on Sundays, like all the Sunday games are going to be on Saturdays. The Monday night games are still going to stay the same. And then after the Monday you're going to have your Thursday night game and then you're going to go back to all the teams again playing on Saturday, and then you're going to turn back around and then got the Monday night teams playing, Gonna go from there on like that. That's the only way I see it making sense.
1: Well, no, what they're saying is that some teams play, like maybe four or five teams to play on Saturday. The rest of the teams, are, some of the teams to play on Sunday. Then you got some teams that are play on, I mean, then you have the one game on Monday night, you have that one game on Thursday night, one or two games on Thursday night, you know, and then that's how they play it out. They want to split up the season so that everybody can get – I guess they want to split it down the middle to where everybody can get their little yeah. their little dip and dab here and there, if that makes sense.
0: I, I see what you're saying, but I really got to see how they're going to do that if, if there isn't college football this year. That's why I say this going to be weird. Right.
1: It'll be weird though, but we got we got a chance to see it though. Oh, and to our listeners out there, I know I should announce this at the beginning of the dog show though, but tonight and today is the very special day for DJ Curry today, y'all. My man's just you know, today's his birthday out there, y'all. So y'all leave some birthday comments down there when y'all hear the show tomorrow morning. You know, um, today is his birthday. Um big shout-outs to him, you know.
0: I appreciate that.
1: You know, we got to give you some love for the show, man. It is your birthday day, today. And, you know, another year, another wiser day, I should say. Yep. Even though we quarantine in the house, you can't do nothing big, though, but, hey, it is what the fucking it is. Let's make the best of it the way we can, dude. Exactly. Exactly. So, DJ Curry, we about to take him out of here, man. Go on to take him out of the show, dog. Since it's your birthday. All
0: right, well, once again, on behalf of me and the vet, Mr. Mark himself, we really appreciate y'all listening to our discussion on what we discussed in our show today. Also, we would like to thank y'all for y'all's support. Without y'all, our show isn't nothing.
1: That's true. That is so true.
0: So, God bless. Stay safe. And we're going to take them out. Let's do it.
1: That's good, baby. Y'all been to the brothers Sports Show, uh, y'all. Gun, ready hey!
0: Brother, brother,
1: uh. brother, 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 brother. Hey y'all stay tuned. <sighs> hey y'all stay tuned for next week's show, y'all. Hopefully we gave y'all a lot of information in this one show. You know, we've been rocking this mic for 80 minutes, y'all. This is the first time we did an 80-minute show in a while. So y'all stay tuned to the show. That must mean there's a lot of information in there, y'all. We'll check y'all out next week. DJ Curry, we out, Ben.
0: We out.